Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me, as always, is my friend and professional better. You know him on gambling Twitter as So Money Sports. And So Money, we've reached the end. The Stanley Cup final is set. It starts on Wednesday, June 15th uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to feature the Tampa Bay Lightning for the third time in a row uh, and the Colorado Avalanche, the team that came into the season as the cup favorite. Uh, The Avalanche are minus 175 to win the series. Lightning coming back plus 150. The game one line uh, reads as follows. At this time, we are recording on uh, Sunday night, so this obviously can can change as both lines can change. But uh, the bolts are plus 140 on the road. Avalanche minus 160. The over-under here is six. Tampa Bay's coming off a six-game victory over the Rangers. They won 4-2. They won four games in a row after going down 2-0. They were down 2-0 in game three uh, as well. So a, a really astounding comeback from the Lightning. They're still the champs until they're finally put to rest um, and the avalanche are coming off. They've won four in a row as well. They've actually won six in a row uh, after sweeping the Edmonton Oilers in the Western conference final. Let's just quickly look at this, the series line here over the course of the postseason, we've talked about the lightning, right? Like this is a team that can beat you in a number of different ways. And that's incredibly important against this avalanche team because they just showed in that Oilers series that, that they, they don't really have a problem with the game get gummed up either. So I think we're going to see two teams that are going to, especially in game one, uh, maybe sit back, download information and try to, 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 to f- have a feeling out process of feeling out game one. Cause both teams are going to be confident that they can come back and win the series as well. If they lose game one. Um, I think though, from just looking at the series line, if I had to pick and I actually kind of do like the price, I like the lightning here. Uh, they're plus plus one fifty. They've shown that they can just absorb pressure. They, they did a great job against a, a Maple Leafs team. That's really good at five on five has a ton of offensive upside they did the same thing against the Florida Panthers, a team that scored more goals than any team in the salary cap era in a regular season. And then against the Rangers, they they took on a, a counterattacking team and they kind of snuffed them out too. So just defensively and goaltending wise, the Lightning are in great form. And that's why I think that the series line should be a little bit closer than what it's sitting at right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I love these kind of series because it's absolute chaos. There's so many things that, we need to unpack with this series. And there's so many things that are just that are just unknown, right? So firstly, if you think about it, we have the rust versus rest element here again. So I think it's safe to say that the market has now picked up on the quote rested team in the playoffs, has a tougher time historically getting back up to the required level of play. For Tampa Bay, we saw them not skip a beat through the Toronto series into the Florida series but had a tougher time finding their game early in the Rangers series after a longer layoff from the Florida sweep. Um, For Colorado, um, they played very well in game one of the St. Louis series after the Nashville sweep, but the game did go into overtime after the Avs, uh, they couldn't put the Blues away. So now they have a long layoff going into the Tampa Bay series after the Oilers sweep. So like usual, if you're looking at this angle, the question is, how do you quantify it? So one way 
that I was looking at is to compare the series line with the game one line. We see that Tampa Bay has been discounted off the series line, which indicates to me that any rest advantage that Tampa Bay has, has already been priced into the number. So that's the first thing, right? The second thing that I've been looking at in this series is um, Andre Vasilevsky starts to the series. So we saw him get off to a tough start against Toronto and kind of work his way into the series. He was on his game for the whole Florida series. Then we saw him work into the Rangers series. We know that Tampa Bay has a goaltending edge here. But, I mean, which which Vasilevsky do we see early in the series? I would argue that any concerns with Vasilevsky would be mitigated by the inconsistency we see out of Kemper. So if the angle is Vasilevsky's form, you can't ignore what you'll get out of the avalanche goaltending. So these are just a couple of things. There's a lot more that, that we'll get into here, but... I mean, I I just love this chaos. Like it's it's going to be awesome. Like going going through this series game by game. Yeah, it's a, a a series, a Stanley Cup final that it might not have two great markets in terms of you know it's not there's not a team from Toronto or New York or whatever. But uh, if you asked you know a, a focus group of thousands of NHL like diehard hockey fans about this being Stanley Cup final, I think you'd get like a 99% approval rating. Um, This is what we want to see. Like you're looking at a two-time defending champ against the team that is supposed to be coming for that title, the team that everyone has been talking about uh, on the ascendancy for so long. And they finally got through that second round to to get that monkey off their back and have played incredibly well. Like they've played like the Stanley Cup champions, or excuse me, like the Stanley Cup favorites, um, basically the entire season. And now they have a chance to to unseat the two-time defending champs who of course are going for, you know, three Pete, the first three Pete we'd seen uh, we, we would have seen since the Islanders of the early eighties. So for the goaltending standpoint, I think the general consensus about the series is the avalanche overall are the better team, you know, one, mm-hmm. one, one through 20, but the edges that T- Tampa Bay have are probably in maybe the most important parts of the game, which is why I think this is a little bit closer to a coin flip uh, than, than the odds suggest. And like you said, with the with the rust versus rest factor, we're not uh, we don't have as many questions about Tampa Bay's form as we do just about what how Colorado will react to uh, not only stepping up into the moment, which is this is their first Stanley Cup final for this group, um, whereas this is the third straight for for Tampa Bay. Um, so I just think there's enough question marks that you can easily see the the Lightning g- taking Game One with Vasilevsky in form. We don't know what we'll see about from Kemper. I mean. We know we we can assume that Kemper is going to start Game One, but that hasn't even been confirmed, which should tell you everything you need to know about the the Avalanche goaltending situation. Because Pablo Francois, he he started to come undone a little bit towards the end of that Oilers series, especially in that f- crazy final game. And Kemper was his backup, so he was obviously healthy enough to play. Yeah. Um, so assuming we get Kemper, that's going to be his first game since early on in that Oilers series. Exactly. So he, his layoff is even longer. So there's just there's enough edges here for Tampa Bay that that we can be. I think you can make an argument to be bullish on them. Um, and I also like the fact that John Cooper is just a master at getting the matchups he wants and the lightning have a true shutdown line, right? Like that, that Kaloran Hagel uh, Sorelli line was a monster against the Rangers. And of course, going up against Nathan McKinnon is, is a different animal compared to, you know, Mika Sabanajad, who's a great player in his own right, but they just have the horses to, to do whatever it takes to, to slow him down and, and turn this series into a battle between the depth. And if that happens, then the Nas and Kadri injury becomes a big exactly. issue. Right. So especially and, in the road games. Yeah, exactly. And, and by the time we don't know when Kadri will enter the series, same thing with Braden point, but it looks like 
Braden Point at least is like closer and his injury timeline is more conducive to him having an impact than Kadri's. So there just are enough signals here pointing to the lightning for me to get involved. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit torn. I I, I do like Colorado a little bit better. Um, I think that um, I'm I'm on the fence. Um, the the best thing for me in this series, um, and I and I mean I look at both of these teams like this. It's just just how incredibly versatile they are. We've seen Colorado run it up against an inferior Nashville team. Then we saw them pull out tight games against the Blues. Then we saw them win two shootouts against Edmonton and two tighter games as well. So Colorado, I think that Colorado has shown a little bit more versatility to me, but they're also stepping up in their goaltending matchup as well, right? There's a big difference going from Ingram to Huso to Mike Smith and hello, Vasilevsky, right? So, um, and meanwhile, Tampa Bay is clearly stepping down against Kemper. So while I'm a little bit higher on Colorado in that they've shown me a little bit more, I have a lot of reservation based on the goaltending. And when you talk about versatility, it, it's not like Tampa Bay hasn't shown it, right? Like they've played tighter games for, for the most part, um, including choking out the Rangers on five on five. But you have to look at the goaltending for additional context and who Tampa Bay has uh, faced in getting here as well. So that's another element where you where you add more chaos into the mix. So, so I think overall, um, if Kadri is back before Point is, I think that um, like the depth that he'll provide Colorado, in my opinion, will be just enough to push them over the top. Another step up in class for Colorado, too, is look at the defense course that they've oh, yeah. gone up against, right? Like, yeah. sure, Roman Yossi is a great player, but after him, the Predators blue line is pretty yeah. thin. And you look at the Blues, like the Blues are incredibly deep up front, and that's why we, we like the Blues a lot. And Bennington was in decent form in that series as well in goal, but they were banged up. Like Nick Letty, Tori Krug, Scandella, a lot of these guys – weren't able to play the full series against the Avalanche. And then we go to the Oilers and for all the Oilers, the, the reasons that we, you especially love the Oilers, a deep defense isn't one of them, right? Like Darnell Nurse was playing at like 60%. He said yeah. uh, then it was Duncan Keith, Tyson Berry, like Evan Bouchard is, is on his way to becoming a great defenseman, but he's, you know, it's the second year in the league. Um, now the Avalanche are going to be going up against, Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough, and Eric Chernak. I think Eric Chernak was the best player in the series against the Rangers outside of Shesterkin. Uh, he, he was, he was a monster and he's, he's just able to um, him and McDonough are just able to handle that, those incredibly difficult minutes. And that frees up Hedman to, to kind of do his thing against maybe a little bit of a softer um, matchup. And then the third pair with Zach Bogosian and Mikhail Sergachev, like, Bogosian was really good in that Rangers series. And Sergachev's, he could be a top pair defenseman on what, 15 teams in the league? So no matter who you're going to be seeing on that back, that blue line with the Lightning, it's not easy. And none of their, none of their forward lines are really a weak point either. Nick Paul, you go down the spine, right? Stamkos, that, that top line, if you want to match up against top line versus top line, you give the edge to Colorado, sure, but both lines will still be dangerous. You're going to try to do everything you can to avoid the Sorelli line because they've shown that they can shut down. Um, the Matthews Marner line and, and they, they then they, to the Zabanaj ad and to the Panthers and they, they'll have a chance to do it against McKinnon. So they'll try to avoid that. And then the third line, 
you know, Nick Paul is a great two-way center and Ross Colton's a good defensive, uh, you know, two-way winger. So it's like, it's pick your poison. I think just no matter what they, the, the avalanche do those edges that they have against basically every team in the NHL and they have them against Tampa Bay, they, they just become muted. Um, and th- Tampa should with, with, with that be able to, to turn this into a rock fight and a coin flip, however you want to say it. And at these prices that you're going to get, that's all you're asking. Yeah. And just, and just jumping on what you're saying, like that, that's exactly the reason why I think that Colorado, they have to make this a high variant series. Whereas uh, Tampa Bay, whenever you watch Tampa Bay play, you kind of get that like calming sense, right? Like you go up and down that lineup, <laughs> like, like I feel calm watching them play. Right? It's like, like ASMR. They, yeah. Like they know exactly what to do. Even when you zoom out and kind of look at them in terms of how they play the series, right? Like we've touched on this. Tampa Bay has shown that they are willing to fill out their opponents early in series and they have no qualms, even, even going down in series as well before making the appropriate adjustments. The only problem I see with that though strategy against Colorado is that they may run out of time. So they were so close to running out of time against the Rangers when they were down 0-2 and then trailing the Rangers 2-0 in Game 3. Um, and, I mean, obviously, clearly the, the the Avalanche are at another level compared to Toronto, Florida, and, and, and the Rangers. So I am interested to see how Tampa Bay starts this series and if they do employ their kind of feeling out process, how quickly they can make their adjustments and if it will be in time for Braden Point's return. So... That's another thing we have to keep an eye on. He's not going to play game one, but um, they do seem to be confident that he is going to return at some point in this series. Uh, all right, real quick. Uh, let's just jump in to the con Smythe market for a quick discussion. I mean, all these prices have basically been appropriately cut and slashed down. Right now, it's Kale McCarr for the Avalanche, it seems. He's the favorite on the board. I, at this point, I think he's, unless Nathan McKinnon just goes completely buck wild in the series, it's McCarr's award to lose for Colorado. The other side is interesting because you and I have been saying for, for a while now that if Tampa Bay wins Stanley Cup, it's Vasilevsky. But at some sports books, Bet365, for example, Nikita Kucherov is actually the favorite uh, above Vasilevsky. Um, so to me, that that screams, all right, this is a good opportunity then if, if you don't have any exposure on any of these teams and you want to bet Tampa Bay to, to bet Vasilevsky because I really have a tough time seeing him not winning given how we think the series is going to play out, which is the avalanche are going to be the, the team driving play, firing a ton of rubber, creating a ton of chances against Vasilevsky, um, who will be called on to steal at least one, probably two of these games. If, if Tampa Bay wants to win the series. Um, I mean, I think if, if you're truly want like looking for a one percenter, like Andre Pallad at 80 to one is, is the only one that's maybe interesting. Eight goals, eight assists, and they've all been clutch performances from him game winners. Um, but I mean, that number should be like 300 to one. Um, so it's really Vasilevsky, Makar, and Kucherov at this point. Uh, anything there from your standpoint? Um, and then after that, we can talk about our favorite bets for game one. Yeah, I think um, I agree with everything you're saying. Palad is, um, he's pretty, he's pretty interesting because like if um, I look at it in two ways. So if Tampa Bay were to win this series, I do agree with you that Vasilevsky would have um, faced, faced a lot of rubber and, um, he would have had to make big saves and kind of um, win some games there. The other part of that too, is that what if Tampa Bay is successful in kind of making this a a low variant series? And that means that you're going to have guys who 
maybe one or two guys that scored like the big goals, like the game winning goals and who scores all the big goals for Tampa Bay. Right. So I think Pallad would be, would be an interesting choice there. And if you're going in that perspective, like you can get Stamkos at like 12, mm-hmm. 13 to one as well. So I think that you're right, that it's, it's one of those three guys. And then um, I would add um, Stamkos and Pallad as, as possibilities as well. If um Tampa Bay can um, can make this a low variant series. As an Islander fan, Stamkos and Palat, we might want to honor the two of those guys their first game at UBS Arena next season. Maybe do a little <laughs> video tribute or something. I've always said that about Adam Henrique for for eliminating the Rangers. Uh, Alec Martinez. I've always I've always talked to my friends at the Island who worked the Islanders to, to set up video tributes. So Stamkos and Palat will be added to the list. Um, all right, let's move to game one. Uh, we'll give out our favorite bets. I like the lightning even at plus 140. I know you're paying a little bit of a premium in that rest versus rust narrative. Um, But I just think that this I'm willing to pay the plus 140 to find out if, if Colorado is rusty, because I don't think Andre Vasilevsky's rust going to be rusty. Uh, And I think the goaltending edge for Tampa Bay is just, that's enough for me to bet on uh, given that Darcy Kemper hasn't played in a couple of weeks now or close to two weeks now. And we've seen Vasilevsky completely, to start to morph into his all-world form uh, after a slow start in the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, I will. Um, I'll pass on the side. Um, I think that I just think it's it's priced fairly. I do place value in the Tampa Bay feeling on process, and if that is the case, that kind of leads me to believe that we might see a more open game than we've become used to in the last month or so with the Lightning. Maybe there is something to the way Vasilevsky starts series. I I don't know, um, but more importantly. Um, Kemper has had a long layoff here as well. So um, if this game is potentially played at a more open pace, I don't think Tampa Bay will have trouble scoring, but I think that um, that, that pace would favor Colorado. So um, with these things in mind, I think a flat six is too short. Um, so this will lead me to actually make an NHL bet, um, and that's going to be on the over six in game one. Uh, the Lightning and the over six. That's where we're looking for game one of the Stanley Cup final. I also like uh, Tampa Bay on the series line. And that'll do it uh, for this episode of Line Change. We will be back with you guys on Thursday morning after game one. Uh, Until then, best of luck with all your bets.